This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. The Wuhan virus has mutated again. Just when the world was coming to terms with Omicron, France has found a new variant. It is called IHU. And it is said to be worse than Omicron, more infectious, potentially. And its arrival could have not come at a worse time. The world is battling a massive surge as we speak. The United States hit a, a grim, land, grim landmark today. More than 1 million Americans have tested positive in 24 hours. 1 million Americans, 10 lakh in one day. India's Omicron tally has now crossed 1,800. Worldwide, more than 450,000 people have been infected by Omicron. The only silver lining is the death toll. So far, only 107 people are said to have died due to Omicron. But this variant is pushing all health systems to their limits. And now there's a new variant. Will it make things worse? Are we stuck in an endless wave of cases? What is the practical way forward? On Gravitas tonight, we'll discuss all of that. First, let's tell you about the developments in France, about the new variant. It doesn't have a name yet. Scientists are calling it IHU. Here are the five things that you should know about IHU. Number one, its cases have been found near Marseille in France. How many cases? At least 12. France has been quick to link it to another country. It says the first patient of IHU recently returned from Cameroon. And so far, no other country or region has reported this variant. So why is this a matter of concern? Because this variant has at least 46 mutations. That's more than Omicron. Omicron has 32 mutations in its spike protein. Spike protein is how a virus enters the human body. It latches onto the human cell and infects it. That's what spike protein does. More mutations in this protein means more infections. Omicron has 32 mutations. That's why it spread so quickly. The new IHU variant has 46 mutations, which means it could spread even faster. Here is what the researcher who discovered this variant has said, and I'm quoting. We indeed have several cases of this new variant in the Marseille geographical area. We named it variant IHU. Two new genomes have just been submitted. It is still early days. We can't say for sure if the variant is spreading fast or if more people are going to fall sick. But this variant is causing concern. And you know what happens when such reports surface, reports of a new, potentially dangerous variant. What happens? Countries usually impose travel bans or restrictions at the very least. Checking becomes more stringent. Why go far? Just see how South Africa and its neighbors were treated when they alerted the world about Omicron. Just a few weeks back. The US and the EU were the first to restrict travel. But this time it is France. So nobody is talking about restrictions or quarantines for travelers from France yet. Chances are they won't in the days ahead too. And that's how pandemic hypocrisy works. In France, meanwhile, the government is easing curbs. No, as I just explained, it's for health reasons. This is not at all a relaxation. It's an adaptation to this new threat, taking into account what science has brought. So France says it is adapting to the changing reality. Last month, it blocked flights from southern Africa. It is adapting fast. The World Health Organization has put IHU on what they call a watch list. It has not been labeled as a quote-unquote variant under investigation yet. And let me say this. 
No country or community should be singled out or punished for reporting a new variant. Sharing information, alerting the world is the right thing to do. What we're questioning here is the duplicity of the Western world. New variant in the global south, ban flights. New variant in the global north, we must adapt. That is problematic. Developing countries being punished for doing what's right, while the developed world stumbles its way through this pandemic. Look at the United States. Today it has set a world record. More than one million new infections in one day. That's the official figure. The actual figure could be higher because cases are exploding and it's hard to keep track. One report says that the daily infection count is quote-unquote an underestimation. Why is that? Because many Americans are using home testing kits and their results are not reported to official portals. So it is difficult to truly assess the magnitude of the surge in the US. Then we come to Australia, the story gets worse. In New South Wales, COVID positive nurses, COVID positive nurses have been called in to work. Do you know why? Because there is a severe shortage of staff. At least 2,500 health workers are in isolation across New South Wales. So there aren't enough trained medical personnel to look, to look after patients. What does the government do? Call sick nurses to work. What kind of patients are they attending to? All kinds, even those without Wuhan virus infections. That's what reports say. Let me tell you what one of the nurses said, and I'm quoting. God help any non-COVID patient in a hospital right now. They're sitting ducks. It's like everyone has given up. I'm absolutely devastated. It's a circus. Positive nurses working with healthy staff and non-COVID patients. If Australia's response seems unbelievable, wait till you hear what China is up to. The home country of the Wuhan virus, it's resorting to extreme measures. Another city has gone into lockdown in China. This time it's the city of Yuzhou. It has 1.2 million residents. All of them will have to stay indoors. Do you know how many cases have been found in the city of 1.2 million people? Three. You heard that right. There are just three cases of the Wuhan virus in Yuzhou. They're all asymptomatic, but China has locked down the entire city, the third city to go under a sweeping lockdown. Last month, the same thing happened in Xi'an. It has 13 million people. A few cases and Beijing imposed a total lockdown. The result is this angry citizens, massive food shortages and long queues for basic supplies. Look at this. <laughs> Going by one report, these people had nothing to eat except noodles for eight days. The situation is so bad that residents have resorted to barter. They're exchanging electronics for food. One resident swapped a Nintendo Switch for instant noodles and steamed buns. Another gave away a pack of cigarettes for cabbage. Some are even giving away sanitary pads for a small pile of vegetables. People are desperate. But if they make any effort to find food, they risk punishment. Here is one case. A man stepped out to get some buns. He was beaten up by community workers. What do these stories tell you? 
There is no perfect way to deal with the pandemic. Two years and counting, governments are still struggling. Sweeping lockdowns are not leading to zero COVID. Weekend and night curfews are not stopping the spread. Rich countries with supposedly robust, robust health infrastructure are floundering. Vaccines are not arresting infections. Mutations are tripping us up. The world is a chaotic place because our response is not uniform. Unless we get our act together, we'll remain vulnerable not just to the new variants of the Wuhan virus, but to other diseases as well.